I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On this episode of the Against All Enemies podcast, Justin, Austin, and Kayla are live from Mission Barbecue in Annapolis, Maryland. They welcome on special guest Joe Miller, one of the voices of Navy football, former NFL and Navy fullback Eric Catani, and the managing partner of Seawolf Brewery, Alan Beal. They've got a great show for you, and we hope you enjoy the first ever live podcast from the home of Navy football the night before they open up their season against Holy Cross. Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. I can't buy no more! I can't buy no more! Army, for the second year, has won it! To the winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force Falcons. So this is our first ever live recording of the Against All Enemies podcast. We're recording now, um, broadcasting on Facebook Live uh, with SB Nation. We're here at Mission Barbecue in downtown Annapolis, so the City Dock location. Uh, super excited. It, uh, Justin Mears, by the way, uh, the moderator for the Against All Enemies podcast. We got Austin Lantain here um, and Kayla Jackson. So Kayla is actually in the National Guard. She's our Army person. We're going to go ahead and throw that out there now. Um, she's, uh, she's one of our Army contributors, but everybody will, will... So on that, Kayla, right now, almost kickoff, right? About an hour away. Are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? What's, what's the number one emotion going through right now? I'm excited. I think this is, you know, it's a Friday night game. Like, what a better time. To... Yeah, uh, and actually, when Joe gets up here, we'll talk about that, too. I, I'm curious his take on, uh, on Army race. Um, after so so I know and I'm gonna go ahead and get this out there too because we got some pretty uh, negative <laughs> podcast reviews recently from, from some army fans because of uh, that's all because of Scott by the way Scott. because of our discussion on army's schedule and uh, did you see last night that Central Arkansas beat Western Kentucky which is like army's fourth toughest game this season so um, yeah I mean we're been throwing it out there for a while now, like the, the schedule. We can get, the, we can talk about that. Yeah, we definitely talk about that. I, I still think the ceiling remains the same. You got to play the schedule that you have, and you know, a, a double-digit win season total is obviously very possible, very likely, and it just might not look as great as it could with other opponents, right? Yeah, and that guy. I mean, we we even listed. We we had Army at ten and three in our in our breakdown, yep. and if that guy, that was the episode he listened to. If he listened to that whole episode, like, and I asked that question. When we broke down every schedule, we had Air Force at 8-4, we had Navy at 8-4, and, and we had Army at 10-3, and, and I asked you guys, uh, you know, we kind of felt for both Air Force and Navy, that's, if, that, if that's how it turns out, like, that's a solid season for both those programs. But for Army at 10-3, and three, is, that, is that a letdown this year, given the schedule and kind of who they're playing and outside of Michigan and Tulane um, and the Service Academy games? You know, it's tough, so I don't know. Maybe he was bummed that we said 10-3 and because they think they're going 13-0, so... Yeah, I mean, I would love a ten and three season this year if I was an Navy fan. I'll tell you that, and I am. So ten and three is a great goal for me. 
Yeah, but this podcast here at Annapolis at Mission Barbecue is uh, is supposed to be mostly focused on Navy. So we're going to get to Kayla once the Army game starts um, at six o'clock. We'll jump in there and we'll we'll talk some Army, um, get some updates from the game. But for the most part, we're talking Navy. We're going to break down kind of big picture. We held off a lot on on in depth discussion. Um, on the last episode because we wanted to, to do it here tonight um, of the schedule, the depth chart, the season. Um, we're, we're, we're pumped. It's Austin and I's 10-year reunion this weekend, so um, that's kind of, I guess, the what brought us here to do this. And, uh, and for those watching, the plan is to use this to then do um, the Air Force-Navy game for sure, maybe Air Force-Army, um, and then certainly Army-Navy. Um, so we're trying to to get some, some support from SB Nation to do that in recording, and I think it's gonna be fun. So we're gonna talk a lot of Navy football. Um, we're gonna talk coaching hires, um, changes in defensive scheme, the depth chart, introducing the run and shoot, what skill positions, you know, who we think are gonna be the, the standouts this year, um, and the schedule as a whole and how it sets up. Uh, we have several guests that are gonna be on the show tonight we're excited about. Um, and the, the first guest that we're going to have on is, is Joe Miller, who is the new color commentator for Navy football this year, his first year coming up from the sidelines up to call in the booth. Um, and he actually has to go call Navy and UNC Asheville men's soccer at 7 o'clock. And so I know he probably wants to get over to Glenn Warner um, to make that call. So we'll go ahead and just bring you up if you're good, Joe, just because... We want to get you. We want to be respectful of your time and make sure you get out there. But we are excited to have Joe on. Um, this yeah, this is you right here. <laughs> so we'll get you turned on. Hello, hello. I should be used to this, right? Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is your thing. Uh, even though we have no one here, we are live on Facebook Live. Um, on either Austin's personal account or the Against All Enemies account. We're not really sure at this second. This is our first go. Now we got two two Facebook Lives. We're doing good. Um, and then we're recording the episode, so we'll, we'll have this up um, tomorrow. But we're really excited to have you on. Thanks for coming over and joining us. Um, you didn't have to do this on a, on a Friday night before the soccer game. Um, but we're thrilled to have you on. And I guess the first thing I'd like to hear from you is just um, your excitement for being in the booth for the first time what that means to you personally and professionally and um and kind of how you've prepared for being in the booth vice the sidelines going into this yeah season. i mean i'm obviously excited it's uh it's uh it's funny you know you get to this point people ask you how you got here and i sometimes i'm like i, I don't really even know you just start doing games you start trying to work your way up, but I I'm very excited, obviously. It's a little bit different. You know, I'm not a former Navy football player or a, a, a former Navy coach, or so it it's a little bit different from that perspective. Um, but, you know, I, I think I try to be as prepared as anybody out there for these games, and look, uh, it, it might be not as heavy X and O's, but I think we're gonna bring enough quality content to the table that, you know, people listening will get a good uh, gauge of what's going on in the contest and have a good idea of what's going on and we're trying to be entertaining and try to keep the audience there and you know I'm really excited I mean I'm really happy that they showed the faith in me because like I said I don't have that football background uh, so to, to give me that opportunity is obviously something I'm very excited about yeah and for those that don't know Joe's coming in behind Omar Nelson was a former Navy player was the color guy for a long time so he obviously knows Triple option scheme, in and out, right? And uh, 
and, and the coaching staff and the players and just as a part of the brotherhood. And then Coach O'Brien, um, obviously a very successful coach yeah. at, at Boston College. I talked, to, I, I talked to Coach O'Brien last night. He gave me a word of encouragement. He said, you got it, no problem. So I appreciate that. And uh, Coach O'Brien was a big part of our, our team the last couple of years. So uh, obviously I'm going to miss him being a part of the broadcast, but I learned a tremendous amount from him. And the guy is Navy football history. So it's, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, it's, it's amazing sort of stories that he has. And um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, as long as I got the, the check from approval from him, I was happy going into today's game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Joey, we were chit-chatting a little before, and you were saying that you might even be over-prepared for tomorrow, right? <laughs> so I want to know what it's like as a color commentator. Like, what, what preparation goes in? What is what is a day in the life or a week in the life before a big game? Uh, well, you know, it's the first game, so there's a lot more probably that goes into it the first game. We talk to the coaches on Tuesday, so we do that every week. Um, we talk to the uh, – uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and of course the head coach too. So we get a good understanding of where they're at. Um, I was out of practice last week, was there on Monday as well. Um, talked to a couple of players, but look, the, the, you know, the players to me, it's more of a, a thing when you get an idea of a guy and then after the game is probably the better chance to sort of evaluate what they thought of the game because they're all excited about the first game. They're going to say this, you know, the same thing. So. Um, talk to some of the players. Uh, obviously, talking to the coaches is invaluable with a lot of new guys on the coaching staff. I think everybody's excited about Brian Newberry. I mean, you talk to him for like five minutes and you understand why, just the way and the tone and the way he talks, why people follow him a lot of times. And I think that's an exciting part of, uh, part of it. But, you know, I, I try to go through, you know, it's a little bit different with an FCS team. You know, I'm not going to lie and say I've seen Holy Cross play ten times last year, but I watched a couple of their games from last season. Luckily, you know, because of the Patriot League Network, their games are out there. So watch them play a couple times. Try to get a pretty good idea of what their depth chart roster is going to be looking like. They lost a lot of people in the defensive line. So I was, ex you know, you don't always get a depth chart out. So I was very excited we got one early. Hello, so Air Force. <laughs> Wait, Put a depth chart out there. So I was really excited because I, I just – from a perspective of they lost almost everybody on the defensive line, who were they looking to to be their top guys? And, you know, there's not as much recruiting information out there about FCS players, so you, you try to track that down and you try to get as much information out there as possible. I was My wife was making fun of me because last night at the kitchen table I had, like, I, I, I pared it down to ten sheets of paper for, for the broadcast. So I'm, I, you know. Just uh, barely double digits. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will use like uh, one eighth of that. Yeah. So, but um, I, I try to get as much information because you never know what's. That's the crazy thing about live sports. Um, you know, like try to get ready for the tonight soccer game too. Is like you don't know what's going to happen in the game, so uh, you can't really have. You don't want to have a script headed into it. We do script some out stuff out in the pregame, but other than that, I mean, you try to get ready for the game, and you know. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I have a follow-up on that. So I'm curious, since you said, hey, you're out there Monday, Tuesday in, in preparation, since this being, you mentioned Brian Newberry, new defense, and even some new uh, offensive coaches with Billy Ray Sussman on, yep. on the receiver side. Um, what's what's the culture like? Is it anything different than what you've seen maybe before? Is there more excitement this offseason? Nerves, I, cautious optimism? What, what would you define it as? I think there's a lot of excitement around this team and um, and I think, look, it, there's always cautionary between, because you don't want to say anything bad about the coaches that left. There's no doubt about that. Sure. Nobody wants to sit there and say, this is the reason why this didn't happen or whatever. And you don't want to do that to the, the uh, coaches that were here before. But I would say, 
I've, there's a lot more enthusiasm about certain things and excitement level that I think you're just going to be natural when you have new people coming in and, 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 and teaching and trying to get everything on the right page. So that's the exciting part. I mean, I think you know the first question I asked to Coach Niamatololo uh, on Tuesday was, are you still excited for this? And he said, look, I, this is as excited as I've been. And, and if I'm not as excited as I am every year, I should get out of it. So I, I think they're really excited. They're Look, there's also the little bit of the unknown, which I think is exciting oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> so where I am as a fan. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, and, and me as well. I mean, I'm interested in what some of these things are going to look like on uh, tomorrow as well. Um, so I think that also adds to the excitement level as well as look, the coaches have a good idea of what they think is going to happen, but until you got on the field, you really never know. And same with the fan or, or me in the in the press box. Until we see it on the field, we don't really know. And I think that does click it up a little bit as far as the excitement level. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to get into a little bit more of the game stuff with you in the you know, last 10 minutes or so that we have with you. But before, I, just, I do want to go back and ask, uh, because I think it's important to kind of know just your excitement for working with Pete uh, Medhurst and kind of what that relationship is like between you two and, and how excited you are to work behind, you know, beside him as the play-by-play -play guy. He's been doing it for a while now. Yeah. Maybe he's good at his craft yeah. um, and what that means for you. Yeah, I've known Pete probably for 20 years now. Uh, actually, me and Pete went to the same high school. Right, yeah. We're 10 years apart, though. So when I was a little kid, because uh, I grew up just down the road from here, you know, going to high school events was like a big deal because it's small town America. And so I have known the name because he played sports and my sister graduated. With him. And so I had known the name, but I didn't really start to know him until about, I guess, the late 90s. We first started to work together intermittently. So, I mean, Pete does a great job. I'm very excited. You know, it, it's, it's cool because I think the one thing that, you know, I hate to sit here and like toot our horn about stuff, but I, I think anybody that listens to our broadcast, because we do lacrosse, we've done other sports together, can can see that there's a chemistry that I know where he's going. We do a podcast as well. You know, you can see where each other is going in a certain uh, direction. So I think that helps and that makes it exciting and, and that you, it's sort of a known quantity. What we've dealt with over the last couple of years is adding new members to the team, and we'll add Keith Mills to the team this year. So. It, we always talk about we have these, you know, pre-production meetings, getting ready to start the season. That there's always going to be a little bit of a learning curve with new people, but I think the fact that Pete and I know each other so well that I think it it certainly helps that chemistry and adds to the broadcast. Yeah, and I mean, for those that don't know, Joe is uh, is a stats guy, like stats <laughs> on stats guy. Um, Just so, plug in for their own podcast. Yeah, right? it's college football. It's college check football. It out. Yeah, yep. Yep. please yeah. check it out. It's, it's good. It's yeah. good stuff. They don't just do. Navy, they don't just serve scouting. I mean, they pretty much break down every yeah, conference, to do a, every yeah, team. We tried to do a little bit of everything. You know, one of the reasons we started in was to sort of let people know from a national perspective there, there's not there's more than eight teams out there. So you can talk about other teams every now and then. So we will obviously talk about some of the national issues, but we like to talk about certainly a lot of different places and, you know, talk about the AAC as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious as we let's transition to actual Navy football. Um, Big picture for the season, keys to success. What are you kind of looking at? Um, obviously, you already brought up Brian Newberry, um, new defensive staff almost across the board, yep. um, bringing a new defensive scheme and a what he calls a, a four-two-five with a three-four tendencies or something like that, right? Like <laughs> yeah. they can kind of shift to the three-four, but they run a four-two-five. Um, so, what are you expecting in year one out of that defense? Some of the guys on the depth chart have shifted positions, sure. kind of moved around. 
Um, and then, yeah, maybe if you want to tackle defense and then offense. And then Malcolm Perry is back at quarterback after a quarterback, slot back, quarterback kind of season. Um, but Coach Ken has said he's the guy this year. Yeah. So what are we looking for um, from him? And just, just big picture keys to success for the season. Well, I think when you look at the keys for success, start with the defense. Look, they want to get more pressure on the quarterback. They had 10 sacks last year. You know, at this level in the AAC, you're not going to have a tremendous amount of success if you can only get to the quarterback 10 times. So I think you look at the sacks, you look at the tackles for losses, those are the two categories that they've talked about the most improving on the defensive side of the football field. You know, interceptions, fumble, the turnovers, they weren't too bad last year. They got their fair share, but they have to be better on third down. I mean, it's something that we've talked about a ton over the broadcast over the last couple of years. They just haven't been able to get off the field on third down. And I think the coach and staff on the defensive side, they want to confuse people. They want to do different things. And I think if you're coming to the game tomorrow, or you watch the game tomorrow, the one thing that I think you will see is a defense that is going to be in constant movement, that's going to try to confuse people, that want to do a lot of different things. And I think that's the exciting part of it. And I think that's the key. If they can get off the field on third down, just 5% more. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's two drives. I mean, and at the end of the day, if the offense is clicking, those two drives can make a big difference. So if you can get, you know, if you get the, I think they could probably double at, at least the sack total last season. You have to have more uh, tackles for a loss as well, and you got to get off the field on third down. Those are the keys for me on the defensive side of the football field. And I think they, you know, they're pretty excited about their talent level for some of those guys that haven't played a ton. You, I was going over, you know, going over the notes today. I mean, we've, we've known these names, but they haven't been in the game a ton of time. So there's still a little bit of an unknown quantity about a lot of these guys. But they've all sort of been sprinkled in, and they've had some experience. So it's not necessarily uh, a, a bunch of guys that have never seen the field of play. So I think that's a good sign. On offense, look, I, I think – when you look at the total numbers last year, rushing was certainly down. Uh, I think it was 276 and it was 355 the previous year. So you want to improve those numbers, but they need more big plays. And the big difference when you look at their offense over the last few years is they were able to get a bunch of big plays, and that really wasn't part of their offense. And I think we all know that throwing the football, they have to be a little bit more dangerous in. Um, so I think that is – you know, what they've worked on a ton here in the offseason to try to be more dangerous in the passing game. Um, and, I, look, do, does, do I know for sure they are going to be? I, I'm, I can't say that for sure. But I think they've really concentrated and they're trying some different things on the offensive side of the football field. That's, you know, we talk about what we're going to see differently on the defensive side. What are we going to see in the passing game that's a little bit different? We've talked a you know, ton about the, the, the run and shoot and what that's going to look like out of the field. I don't know how different it's going to be, but I'm interested to find out because if they look, when you look at their numbers, if they get 50 more passing yards, they're just they're that more of a dangerous team. And when you it's, you know if you can get to that level, then you look at it and you say, well, then we can get to you know back to 30 points per game, 35 points per game where they were a couple years ago. I think when you look at the break down the stats. With Malcolm Perry at quarterback, it's been really good. The first six games were outstanding. The last two, when you look at the last two that he started, that's where you have some issues, going back to the Air Force game uh, and previous to that. But the other games, you know, he prefer, performed at a high level. And I, I think that that's something to lean on going into the season. And he's a big part of it. There's no doubt. I mean, <laughs> you, you hate to always focus on the quarterback. But especially in this offense, yeah. it's such a big part of what they do. 
is that you can't say the season rests on his shoulders. I think that's a little bit too strong. But he needs to be a big part of their offense. And I, there's no way around that. I mean, yeah. it, it's just sort of part of the, 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 the puzzle here that yeah. the quarterback needs to be a huge part of it. Well, you said we need more big plays. And I don't know if Navy's ever had a more prolific uh, big playmaker, aside from Eric Katani, of course, uh, <laughs> potential than, than Malcolm Perry, right? Sure. I mean, he, he holds like three of the top five longest rushes, yes. right? I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, any down can take it to the house. Um, yet that became a challenge last year because when you're stacking eight, nine, ten in the box um, because you know there's no passing threat. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question would be, Outside of that, yes, it's going to hinge on how Malcolm performs, no doubt. Um, but what other skill positions are you? Do you? I mean, they got to get the slot backs involved more this year. Yeah. Nelson Smith at fullback is is I think a huge key. Michael Cooper at at wide. I mean, who is it that's going to kind of step yeah. up and, I mean, and they, add to that? I think they really love Michael Cooper. I mean, I think they really they're not shying away with mentioning Jameer Tillman's name in the same sense right. with Michael, which is uh, you know obviously a lot of pressure. But I think they really ex think he can play to a, that type of level. I like C.J. Williams a ton. I mean, I. It's funny, I was going back over the numbers, and you thought he actually played more than he did last year, but he made a couple more big plays than you know you would see the, the fact that he didn't get the ball a ton last year. So I think C.J. could be a big part of their offense. Um, you know, I, the, look, Keanu Cortell, Makakau, I mean. It's good there. That was good pronunciation. <laughs> I mean, working on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been banged up. But he has shown flashes that I think they really get excited about his ability to not only run the ball but be a receiver. And you know, one of the things we were talking about with the Coach Jasper on Tuesday was they need to diversify some of the slot backs that can do multiple things for them. Over the last couple of years, they kind of leaned on one or uh, one or two guys to do a lot of what they wanted to do on offense, and then they want guys to be more versatile um, this season. If and if Mike Cal is healthy. I think he, I think he could be a huge factor, and it, you know, they're pretty healthy coming into this game. It seems like, um, but I like C.J. Williams too, and you know, Michael Cooper put some pressure on him, but uh, you know, he is a talented player as well. Um, the, the the crazy thing is when you combine all those guys' numbers, nobody's really done it for a full three or four or five game stretch. I mean, Nelson Smith's had a couple games where you know he went over 100 yards, but then. You know, you look at the back half of the season, he really didn't get the ball that much for them. So it's hard to say this is the guy because they got to find that out. And, um, you know, it's crazy. I was, you talk about Eric Katani, uh, and there's only been two guys that have ever gone over 1,000 yards in the triple option era from the beatback spot. Eric got very close. Vince Murray got very close. Kyle but it's been, it's been Kyle Uck and Chris Swain are the only. Hey, I'm pretty sure you had longer NFL careers than any of those guys, so we're good, okay? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. That was a compliment. It was seven yards. <laughs> was it seven? It was really close. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was like 981. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Joe and his stats. I, no, don't I, even, I could don't be wrong. Even. It might be. <laughs> but it's. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I say that because you assume a lot of these guys have gone over a thousand yards, and I was kind of taken back that it's only been a couple guys. Uh, but so you know, I don't know if you'll see that from Nelson. I, I don't know if they expect him to carry the load. I think they they, they will play three guys tomorrow at B back, um, and I think they're going to rotate a lot of guys at slot back till they find the right guys for what they want to do.
So talking about tomorrow specifically, because you kind of got to that, hey, they got to figure this out. FCS opponent, Holy Cross coming to town. Um, what what do you expect from the offense? How much are we going to see of the run and shoot? I mean, is that even gonna is that even gonna come out tomorrow? I mean, I, I would think if they get up, they're going to try and give Malcolm a chance to kind of work through yeah. some of that, but. Uh, they're not going to give everything away with ECU on deck in that first conference yeah. game. It's interesting. I was looking at you know, looking at the the previous games against the FCS competition, and on average, they have thrown the ball a little bit more in those games than what we've seen, especially in conference games. So, I would expect them to try to try some things out tomorrow. It seems like it's set up for that type of that type of game. I mean, if they can get up early uh, in the contest and. Look, I'm, I'm still like on the wait and see with the run and shoot and see how much they actually use it during the season. Um, it's one of those things where I think they installed some concepts and put some things in, but I don't know if they're fully there yet to where they want to be. Um, so, But I, I guarantee you they will try some passes tomorrow. I'd yeah. be shocked if they didn't. And, and if we get up big, I don't know how much you've been plugged in, but, but so one of my biggest concerns is QB2, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Just like, I mean – uh, a plea, a true for or a freshman. Every plea is pretty much a true freshman um, at Navy, but uh, a freshman in Perry Olson and just you know whether Dalen Morris was going to step up and kind of emerge as QB two, and it didn't really happen. And now you've got Perry stepping in, and you know, Malcolm's one one injury. You know we don't yeah. obviously, God forbid. But um, what do you expect to see? Do you expect to see him get in the game? And, and have well, you heard kind of what their coaches have seen from him? Yeah, I mean. With, with Perry, I think, in Goslin, I think they, they're they pretty close as far as what they think coming in as a backup. And one of the interesting things, Malcolm started eight games at quarterback for Navy. He's never played the entire game at quarterback, taking all the snaps for Navy. Now, one of those games was against Lehigh where they kind of took him out at the end. But he's had a lot of injuries, and there's other games that hasn't taken every snap from quarterback. So, look, that's a very valid point to bring up. You know, and look – I was watching some, uh, some of the high school highlights from Goslin and, and, and Olsen last night. I think they both look like you know pretty solid quarterbacks. Um, I don't know where they're leaning right now. I don't know if they know, you know. Um, but um, they both have some uh, experience, obviously, with the multiple huddles that they run in practice this year. Um, the little that I saw uh, of practice this year was tough to sort of delineate between one of the two. So, um, look, that that it would be surprising if they're not up tomorrow, and we don't see maybe even both of those guys, and maybe give them each a snap, uh, each a series to see what they can do. That might be part of figuring out who is actually yeah. two, right? Yeah. Um, so I know you got to get out here. You got to go call UNC Asheville and Navy men's soccer over at Glen Warner. Um, but last thing, you know, big for Navy fans is uh, it's been a couple of years now, a few years since we had the CIC. What's it going to take to um, to overtake, you know, Air Force is coming here and, and since 2012 every home team has won that game and the two years prior to that it took overtime nail biters for the road team to win. So you, like, you might like our chances there, but Army has obviously – Surged in the last um, couple of years. So what's it going to take to bring the CIC back? You just got a, a smile out of Kayla. <laughs> yeah, Kayla, Kayla likes hearing that. You know, the crazy thing about the games here in Annapolis, Navy's offense against the Air Force has looked unbelievable. And then out there, something happens where they've really struggled. Um, look, I, I think when you look at Air Force, you know, they have two quarterbacks coming at the back that have played a lot, but they lost some guys in the backfield this year. 
Uh, so that's the question there for them. Their defense did get better numbers-wise last year, but um, you know, you look at their chances here at, at home against Air Force, and you like what they've done here over the last five or six years at home. You, know, you look at Army, I, I think Army at this point, I'm really interested to see what they are like the, tonight. Obviously against Rice, it's not an upper echelon opponent. Um, but they lost, you know, uh, you know, Bryce Holland on the offensive line, who was a unbelievably good center. Um, I, I, having Hopkins back is certainly uh, going to help them. They've got to figure out who their fullback is yeah, going to be. Yeah, folks gone, right? Um, so. Their defense, losing Jay Bateman is a big, big deal. Um, I think everybody considered him one of the best assistant coaches in the country last year. Um, he was a Broyles Award yeah, finalist. Yeah, so, yeah that's uh, him going to North Carolina. Um, so I, I'm kind of like, I don't know if Army defensively can be that good again, numbers-wise. I mean, they were one of the best defensive teams in the country last year in a lot of different uh, areas. So if they're not, can they find more explosiveness on the offensive side? They got it last year because Hopkins became a pretty good passer. Right. Can they continue to be that good of a passing team? Um, I mean, it's interesting. I don't. I, I wouldn't handicap and say one team right now is head and shoulders above any other team at this yeah. point. <laughs> and it never. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I feel like for the most part. At least right now, sure, the parity is pretty good. Like, I mean, in these games, anything. And the, anything the crazy thing about the, 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 the Army-Navy games over the last three years, and obviously you guys know this, they've been so close. They've been so tight. I mean, a play here, a play there, a penalty flag here, uh, you know. I'm sorry, but if Wilworth starts the game three years ago, Navy wins that game. <laughs> Navy wins that game. So, Zach Gaby got thrown in I was I was just going to ask how Kayla's been sitting over here patiently as an Army fan, and I was wondering how, how you interpreted Joe's interpretation of, of where Army football is now with that. Do you agree, concur? Do you contest? No, I definitely agree. I think, I mean, we had talked about this a little bit early on the podcast, and someone had noted it in the comments that I don't think we're too overconfident in kind of what, um, you know, especially Kelvin Hopkins is doing is we've established that he's a pretty good system quarterback and they know what they're doing, um, but also that we don't think they're getting too confident. And I had mentioned that establishing, you know, that secondary QB is a big thing for them because in the event that, you know, God forbid he gets hurt, what are they going to do? Because we've been so focused on him, 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 him. Okay, what happens? You know, we lost a lot of guys on, on the D-line as well, so I'm interested to kind of see how they're going to protect him in the pocket, you know, going forward. Like you said, Rice, um, you know, it'll be good to see. It's not – I think it's a good, you know, week one game. Well, the um, thing with Rice is I think they – you know, their coaching staff coming from the Stanford lineage, yeah. they yeah. want to be power football. So that's a good test from that perspective to right. see both the interior lines, the offensive, defensive lines, and how they – uh, hold up against Rice. I mean, that's the one thing they're going to try to do. Rice they're, is going to try. Yeah, they're going to throw multiple tight ends out there. Yep, yeah, exactly. on the football. Yep. So we'll see from that perspective. I mean, I don't know how good – I don't have the breakdown on how good Rice's <laughs> skill players are. I'm going to yeah. guess that they don't have a ton of guys out there to make big plays. But that's the one thing that I'll be interested to see from. Yeah, I think that's good. You guys got any other questions for Joe? He's got to get out of here. He's got to go call soccer. <laughs> hey, no, Joe. We really appreciate it. it. No, yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Good luck Thanks to you guys. For coming out and, uh, Have a good show. Kick, yeah, we'll be listening to the pregame show tomorrow, and uh, I'll be up in the I'll be up in the booth. I, got, I kicked Austin down the sideline. So. Come by and say yeah, hi. I will. I will. Yeah, we'll come say hi and uh, looking forward to kicking off the 2019 Navy football season. Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations on getting uh, up to the booth. Call a comment. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you. I think we'll take like a one minute break here yeah. before Eric gets set up. All right. And then, uh, yeah. Special thanks to Joe. Give a shout out. We'll uh, we'll be back live here in about uh, one minute.
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are back on the Against All Enemies podcast for Mission Barbecue. Um, excited to be here with Mission Barbecue hosting us. See what brewery is uh, is partnering with us as well for this and uh, tailgate tomorrow and they're giving away this really awesome growler over here which Eric I don't know if he know if he knows if he's gonna sign that but yeah. he's gonna sign that apparently. Eric, Eric yeah. is signing that be Eric growler. 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 Here's the giveaway. thing. The growler looks awesome right now. You can even see the light kind of hitting on it with a nice shine and Eric your signature is either gonna make it better or worse so no pressure. But you're an artist so your signature is probably pretty Let's good. Let's talk right? about that. What, Eric what are you doing today? What did you just launch? You just launched a new uh, uh, yeah, painting business. So Tell us, Rue, is that how you say it? Paint True. Paint True. Paint True. Yeah, paint True. So my, 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 my good friend's called Rue. He called me. He goes, I really appreciate you calling your business by my name. I'm like, it's absolutely not that Rue. It's Paint True. Uh, we launched, actually, hard launch two weeks ago. We're, we're doing very well. Came out the gate hot. Around half a million followers on our Instagram page. And we're trying to be the largest art market uh, online. Right now, if you buy a painting, it's, it's hard to find an artist. And it's hard to find the right price point. So if you take any photo you want, your wedding photo, a dog, a landscape, a Monet, a Renoir, Sicily, anything you want, you upload it to our site, you choose a medium, you choose your size, you want to roll it in canvas or frame, we can frame it as well. It arrives your house three or four weeks, museum quality, and it's the artists we have are local, international, and all over the world, and we just love it. It's, it's, it's going great, because I know me, when I, when I paint, someone commissioned me for painting, I'm doing, you know, Navy Reserve stuff. I'm doing other business aspects. But then, when I want to paint, I come home at 8, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, I'm exhausted. I don't want to paint. It takes me three or four months to make a painting what someone wants now. Today's world is instant gratification, and that's what people want with the social media. So we thought, kind of be the Uber of paintings, make that painting, upload a painting, and make it as best as possible, cheap as possible, but more importantly, arrive at the door in uh, three or four weeks. So we're, we're excited. We're with two of our Naval Academy guys. Uh, J.D. Kameen and Will Roberts, so we're excited about Marine and Comstrat officers. So. Are they artists as well, or they just they're, they're the, the brains in the business? Or Not that you're not a smart guy, I'm not saying that, Eric, I'm sorry. We that came out, that came off of yeah. We hey, had some what? classes together, right? <laughs> wait, wait, what? No, no, no. You but, concussion? <laughs> no, that's not what I said. <laughs> Are they artists? No CT jokes. Is, there, is this your first podcast? No, this is not my first podcast. Oh, well, Joe was talking about my Russian arts earlier. Now it's about my not Yeah, Joe's no, not no. going to We had several his... classes together. Hey, cheers. You did, yeah, you did yeah, hit yeah. the century cheers, mark. Cheers. Joe called you cheers. out, and now Justin called you out on probably like a, you know, a 3-0 or something. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. What was your GPA? Uh, no, they are. JD is very eccentric. He's, he's awesome with social media. Him and his wife started a huge social media uh, branding company before this, so they're, they're, they're a huge, huge component of the marketing and uh, the aspects we have. So we have a great team and we're excited. So I'm curious how did this come about? Like what? So JD is very eccentric. He, he thought of this idea and we're sitting down and JD's like, well, you're an artist. I'm like, yeah, I'm an artist. He goes, wait, you own businesses? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, I have this idea. Let's, let's talk about this. And we started going back and back and forth, back and forth off each other. And, this came into fruition. Did y'all do a financing round or? No, we just. You bootstrapped it? 
bootstrap yeah, all, awesome. all our own money. So once you do financing, you go to VCs, and you get, it's a very tough uh, enterprise. And you got to give up part of the part of the business in the day, right? Yeah, business. yeah. So those hedges are not they're not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, that's awesome. So paint true. Um, Eric Paintree. is Paintree.com launched like a week ago, two weeks ago. I mean, it's yeah. So you have half a million followers already? On Instagram, yeah. yeah. That's got awesome. Of, got a bunch of orders, so, so it's really unique what people want to paint. Well, they want painted. We have a guy who wanted a four foot by six foot painting Waffle House. <laughs> his name is Sibby. I live in Mississippi. Waffle House. His, his, name, is, his name is Jeff Collins. He's the head coach <laughs> of Georgia Tech football. So. <laughs> Paul Johnson? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I love, oh, by the way, on the Paul Johnson front. So I guess David Pollock yesterday in the uh, Georgia Tech game, Georgia Tech Clemson game, said something about the, the, the offensive line not used to pass protection. Are you, are you familiar with this? It's, it's true, though. Well, well, Paul Johnson called him out and was basically like, oh, yeah, well, we managed to win a few games, so we figured out a way. And I know someone made a comment today. I was like, man, Paul, Paul Johnson uh, unchained. And then I was like, has he ever been chained? No. No. He's ever chained. <laughs> I've I've seen I'm just gonna go and throw this out there I know we're live but I have seen uh, I'm gonna and I'm gonna na- I'm gonna name drop too uh, Jim McMenamin showed me the the secret Navy football Paul Johnson oh, quotes yeah. page it is the fu- I was I was yeah. crying rolling on the ground laughing yeah, it's the funniest yeah. thing I've ever seen yeah some of those are probably towards me as well <laughs> I remember uh, it was junior year and there's uh, Adam Ballard and I were fullbacks. He's a phenomenal player. He's a junior. I was a senior. We're kind of going back and forth together. He's going to start this week. Who's hot this week? And uh, Saturday before uh, the Rice game, I get the bus. And we got PJ, Baby J, sits in, sits in the front, like you know, head coach. And the morning coach. And he goes, Boy, don't look at me. He goes, You ain't starting this week. Get back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, My confidence right now yeah. is just skyrocketing, yeah. coach. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. The best part is I went off like 200 yards that game. Like, forget this guy. I'm balling out. If only it was 220. That's good. Keeping it coming. Eric is never going to do anything with us ever again. So for those those, those of you that don't know, uh, Eric, Austin, and I were all in seventh company, class 2009. It is our 10-year reunion this weekend. Um, it was about 40 pounds lighter in bleep summer. Yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I had mono during bleep summer. You did have we, mono. Yeah. We, uh, you also puked up those strawberry uh, shakes. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> so I... insures. Yeah. This is the worst thing to ever give somebody that is, has an upset stomach nausea. Hey, drink this, drink this chalk milk. And it's not going to go well. And the best part is they go, drink both these. Not just drink one, you drink both all of them. Yeah. So, Justin and I were talking out a couple of days ago about you, <laughs> you coming over here and we were talking about That was his thing. And I was like, well, it's funny. I remember early on, like, talking to you and you're like, yeah, I'm a fullback. And we we're kind of looking at you head to toe. We're like, oh, all right. But, uh, definitely. Sprints. Definitely. Sprints. Sprints. 170 under? No. I literally lost 30 pounds. Definitely bulked up and obviously, um, easily one of the best Navy, uh, Fullbacks ever. Yeah, I mean we can um, we can joke because that. because honestly, like I mean Absolutely. in that triple option era for sure, um, he's up there and and given the success that and, and where you kind of you know took off from Kyle and Adam and kind of kept the, the standard going for the B back position. Yeah. Um, I mean one of the best to ever do it for sure. And I, I made that comment earlier, but and if I'm wrong here, I missed a team or something, right? Former New England Patriot, former. Washington Redskins, former Jacksonville Jaguar, former Kansas City Chief. Did yep. get them all? That's it. All right. So yeah. Eric made the rounds in the NFL. I mean, and that's and, – and actually, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Just like you and I have talked about it before, but what that was like for you on the boat 
having to yeah, try and train and, and, I mean, to be an elite level, best of the best athlete and, and come back and play in the NFL. Like, what was that process like to actually, I mean, get, how long, get back? How long did we have? Yeah, well, <laughs> we got about 45 uh, minutes, but. It's, people ask a question a lot, actually. I mean, yeah. For me, it's, like, completely interesting because being an athlete is, is something that, like, when I went to this, I got invited to go to the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl. I still have my Senior Bowl card of yours, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's that's my roommates, uh, Adam and James and Will. They actually took my those Senior Bowl cards. I got to picture of you. And they wrote my cell phone number on them, <laughs> and they got drunk in Annapolis their senior year, and they put around uh, you know two to uh, two two hundred around yeah. everybody's windshield. Right. They got calls for about a week. <laughs> Scout a Mustang. He didn't like me very much. Yeah. But uh, that sounds so, like something they would do. So. Yeah. But none of them broke the zero zero one three. No, never got drunk. Absolutely never. Oh. No, they, they didn't blow that up. Um, so when the senior bowl, and it was uh, you know, my last game pretty much, and I thought it was my last game because you know to serve, you miss a year or two years as a, as a pro athlete. That's so much. So you get there, the running back coach for the Cincinnati Bengals sat us all down. One kid was late. Um, he goes, guys, this is a business. You don't treat it like a business. You have no business being here. And that actually stuck with me greatly. If you treat your body like a business, you're not partying, you're not drinking, you're not doing the things that you know the products aren't doing. So yes, I, I after the Naval Academy, I got deployed, deployed to South America for six months, and the best part was I went on a I was on a small ship, a frigate, it's 453 feet, and we didn't have a real gym like the amphibs that carriers do. And the best part, we had a gym, and then we decided to get two helicopters, not one helicopter. So now the helicopter went inside the helicopter hangar where the gyms go. So now. I'm trying to get pro athlete, six months deployed overseas on a ship with rubber bands, a couple kettlebells, an elliptical, and like max weight was like 45 pounds. And it was brutal. Um, I ran on the flight deck. I remember doing 300s as a test meeting for the Naval Academy for football. It's 25 yards back, six rounds, so 300 yards. I did that on the flight deck off the coast of Panama. And the smokestacks were hitting me in the face. And I literally died. It was, it was brutal. So I came back from fourth quarters. Never sounded so easy. Huh? It, fourth quarters was a joke. <laughs> I know. Last time we talked about this too, you said Scarl actually, right? You and Will Scarl started working out together when you got back. Yeah, and, I started working out. And uh, so Will and I were roommates. And we get back, week off. We like, all right. Let me get in the field. And Will's like, all right, let's do some drills. I cannot back up. <laughs> no, no, you laugh. I, no, I, 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 I literally. Like you just backpedal, swing your hips, move back and forth. Be an athlete. I was not an athlete. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's just do some sprints. I did like five, six, five or six sprints. And I pulled like every muscle in my body. And from that point, I'm like, all right, it's time to grind. So a year out, I had left, you know, to get in shape. And, you know, I, I worked out every day, two a days, didn't drink, didn't party, uh, did yoga twice a day sometimes just to get my flexibility back. And, and, and the, you know, to be an athlete, it's, 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 it's a dedication you have to do. And with the Patriots, you know, I was fortunate enough to make the team. And, uh, uh, it's, you know, Coach Belichick is a huge Navy component. He's actually going to be here. He's here tonight. Yeah, yeah he's doing the, the, the celebration. Yeah. 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 We so tried I, to get him up here. He couldn't come. So that's why we reached out to you. Should I text him? <laughs> you can if you want. I will. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny. I was, I was at a doctor earlier. I was drinking some uh, waters. And, uh, and uh, Admiral Lynch walked by. And I stopped by, I started talking to him. He's the head of the trustees. Right. So I started talking to him, and he's, he's friends with Bill and everybody else. Roger's here as well. Yep. Yep. Um, someone else is here, another famous person. I'll think of it. 
Well, it's not Tyree Barnes. I just saw he was in, he was in Rhode Island or something. I saw you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. Tyree Barnes. Tyree Barnes. Great time. News. Wish you were here, but. Yeah, we've been we've been talking much, obviously, since Seventh Company, uh, kind of reminiscent as well. Caleb, I don't want to leave you out of the loop. I know we're almost Army kickoff, but uh, are you an Army fan? She's our yeah. she's our Army contributor. She's a very neutral. I wouldn't call her a fan. She's a contributor. Yeah. Right. You guys know the head coach, and I. He's the one that recruited me. To yeah. Martin. Yeah. He, he, he's been in my house. He, he still texts my parents. He he has forgotten that he was an assistant coach in Navy. So. Yeah, he said this was a blemish on his record or something. No. That's what he said? <laughs> he didn't say that. Yeah. He said that. He said something about, I don't know, he said something about, maybe Well, I mean, hearing that you guys are so close then, and then the decision that you made then to go Navy and, you know, after your career, still keeping contact with him, like, how is that? That's great. I saw him on the side. I actually did the Facebook Live for the Navy uh, the past two years, and I was on the sideline, and I saw him. Walked up to him, started talking, had a conversation. Like you know, uh, you know years have passed, but you know he's done great things. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, fault a man for you know that, that's that's your job. You know, you're an assistant coach. You did really well, and then he leveraged that and went to Georgia Tech, and then leveraged that and went to uh, Georgia Southern, and then beat Florida. And then you're hot. she's a Florida State fan, so she's actually yeah. Really happy about I'm that actually thing. gonna ignore that. So. <laughs> no, no, it's good. They, they beat yeah, Florida. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't acknowledge that. Which, you don't that's acknowledge Florida. Florida. <laughs> so, so he's hot. And, Army, and why not go to service academy? Once you're in a service academy, like Coach Neamon and these other guys, if you're good, you're here. You're Plus, here. if you you're turn, if you, if you turn on the program around like that, I mean, you, you do it as long as you want. Yeah. EJ transitioned perfectly. Yep, he was hot for those four or five years. Echo carried it, and then why not move on? Because you win a, you win a, you know, every coach wants to win a national championship. That's that's their goal. Coaches want to win national championships, win conference championships. And those those big programs have the money. The weight, the talent, the clout, and everything else. So, yeah, you can't fault the man. I know, I know, and we got a few more minutes here with you, but I know you're close to the program still. Um, the brotherhood is, is strong. It's a real thing. I've seen you out of practice before. I was there today. I saw the new uh, weight room and yeah. locker. It looks great. Yeah. It looks really, really good. They did, yeah. a, they did a phenomenal they did. job. Yeah. Gavin uh, Jernigan posted pictures too early when he, of the locker room, but it does. It looks really, really good. Um, so you're close to the program. How does Navy rebound from three and ten? I mean, that's just that's not the standard that's been set from your time and yeah. even before that. And so, what's it going to take to get back to, to a bowl game, six and six? Yeah. Well, last year, you know, it was three and ten, yes. But you got to look at some of the games you lost. How close they were. And SMU and Tulane and overtime or one point games, two point conversions. It is so small, and then, you know, at the end of the day, the. The fans see that three and ten. Yes, yes, it is, but it, it could be a different record real quick, real easy. Coach Neiman had full faith, and he's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal person, and, and this program needs to turn around. You got to realize that we're at a conference that is very, very good. This is, this is Memphis, UCF. These are top teams. These aren't. These aren't. Uh, we're playing independent games. Yeah. So, so actually, I have it written down as a, as a question for you because you played in a in, yeah. in, well, just independent versus AAC. Um, oh, it's, it's, because it's different. 100%. We, we have we've made fun of Army's schedule, right? But yeah, many times. And, and but I, I, just, I mean, how different is that playing that independent schedule versus playing those teams that you just named? Why why is why is Notre Dame always top ten? Who are they playing? Navy, Army, Air Force. They're Notre Dame, Ohio State. They play teams. Clemson, they play teams every week. 
you know, sometimes when you're independent, you have the options, hey, like, this, these two weeks, you know, maybe it's a bye week before, let's take a little break, let's take a little easier game than, you know, other opponents, but when you're in a conference, guess what? Striper pads and we're playing. This is conference play. I think you should put a disclaimer that you are from Ohio, so Ohio State True. or Notre Dame is in blood. I actually hate Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally, they didn't recruit me, so... Oh, that's true. That's true. Yes, but I, people go high something like, no, why? Tangent, you went. Uh, you, you were recently at a Browns game on the field, on the sideline or something. Preseason I was. Game, you know why though? I don't. That's why I saw. Redskins are playing, and my roommate oh, okay. Nick Sunberg, long snapper still. He got me in the field pass. Okay, it's cool. Not because of the Browns. I'm not a Browns fan. Had a trial with the Browns. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I pulled out. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't know what they were doing. They still might not know what they're doing, but they definitely didn't know what they were doing back then. So. They're on the up and up, perhaps. <laughs> All right. I think they are. Digress, digress. I think they are, too. No, I, think, I really do think they are. Not that we're here talking to Phil, but, I mean. Cleveland, you guys should come down sun, next Sunday. It's going to be yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be good. young guys say it's going to be lit. Lit, that is the word. Kayla, right? That's how we say it, right? Lit? Yeah. Okay. Kayla's definitely the youth. Um, sure. Could, last kind of thing. Let's, let's get sentimental. Favorite memory um, at Navy. Let's do two. Let's do two. Favorite memory... Um, outside of football, and then favorite memory football related. So let's first start with football related. It's absolutely hands down beating Notre Dame. Yeah. I even thought about today. Some guy had a Navy uh, Notre Dame shirt on. I'm like, oh, cool man, Notre Dame. He's like, oh, had a Navy football shirt. So oh, yeah, you guys beat us that one year. I'm like, yeah, I was MVP. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, nothing is fine. He wants to put on coffee. I'll get your coffee. <laughs> I don't know if Candace is she's Starbucks not, Starbucks she's not listening. She's talking over there. But like, I mean, we have this conversation where it's like, you ran the field. yeah. Well, so it's like, it's I like, it's like top. getting, <laughs> it's like getting married, right? Getting married up here, uh, jumping into Eric Katani's arms and hold, and having my arm around him, singing "Blue and Gold." They're, they're pretty much see. Yours, yours is Eric Katani arms. Mine was a cop, but I was like, oh, gotta go the other way. <laughs> and that that cop stole my shoes, and I like I, I walk around South Bend, Indiana, with no shoes and my SDBs for the rest of the night. I mean, that is, I mean, that, I, it, for everyone, that was that was that was it. The Ram Bella sack. I, I, no, go past it. No, go past I still dream about the Ram Bella sack, by the way. Yeah. Oh man, what a game! What a game! All right, but what about outside of football? Favorite memory or funniest memory? Whatever. Favorite memories is just graduating. Because it's, yeah. it's so nostalgic, and when you graduate in four years, you know, it, it, it's tough. It's, people ask me, like, what would you do to get I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> They're like, why? I'm like, you're doing so well in your life, you're doing this, this, this. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am now, but would I do it again? No. Like, but would, would I tell someone to do it? Absolutely, 100%. Because when you graduate, when you're there, the people you meet, like 10 years ago, we graduated. And we've had conversations us two of talking, but it seems like literally us we're like on five two, five one, just walking in a room, just, just talking. And the, the people you meet and the relationships and the networks that you carry on throughout your time, it's it's untouchable. Yeah, it really is. It really is. All right, you got anything else for Eric? No, Eric. Thanks, man. We really appreciate. It. I know you were actually the first. Uh, the first in our Where Are They Now series, which kind of ran us through the summer. Now that football season and fall sports have picked up, it's been a little harder, harder to keep the up with. Part is people, they, like, they meet me, they're like, oh, what's your name? And they Google that, and that pops up. Nice. Your SEO? Our SEO is working. Yeah. 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 We, I know that's that all explanation. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. You're a smart guy. Like I said earlier, you're a smart guy. You're practically a genius. I'm pretty sure I cheated off of your papers, like, a lot. 
his company has a half million followers on Instagram, so SEO is probably yeah. probably up their alley. No, but we really do. I mean, that was awesome that you were able to do that for us for the first guest. Uh, and I guess, I mean, Joe was our first guest here, but first uh, playing guest is now you. Appreciate so, it. thank you. Really appreciate what you're doing to help against all the enemies. Obviously, it's great for the next uh, Justin and I have with Kayla's senior personality today. And, uh, always been a humble guy, even through your success in the Naval Academy as a football athlete. So really, really appreciate everything you've done for us. I want to do more. I want to do the Air Force. I'll be here for the Air Force game. All right. All right. We'll have you here. Armored Navy, I'll be uh, we're gonna we're have some field. So. Yeah. And we're, we're going to do we're it. Hopefully, we're hopefully on the field in the opposite corner of you. So. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you uh, <laughs> see you at the bars a little bit? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Plus here at 7.30. All right. Sounds good. Drinks on uh, against the enemies. Against the enemies. We got the tab. You got the credit card? Yeah. We got to talk yeah. to Caroline and uh, Matt about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Eric, thanks, it. man. Hey, Eric, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Always good to see you. Absolutely. Hey, we'll probably take another uh, minute or two break, and then uh, we'll come back and uh, get the show rolling again. Thanks, everybody. As Justin's kind of making the rounds, I wanted to talk with Kayla here for a second because guess what? Army football has officially gone underway. We're watching it right here on the iPad, right? Sure so it looks are. like, uh, I don't know who won the toss, but Army, uh, I guess, kicked off. And now we're looking at, is it second or third down here? Yeah, second. Second down, so Rice got uh, about a four-yard gain in the first the first play. But um, they're also going to try and probably control the tempo of the clock. At least that's what they've done previously. So uh, as the night goes on, Kayla is going to be watching this game for the next 20 or 30 minutes as our oh. podcast kind of wraps up. Hopefully not too loudly. <laughs> <laughs> so if we hear random screams from our right, then we'll know exactly what that's from. Um, but it, it is fun that Army is actually playing on a Friday night. It's cool. Uh, I think it's a complete, but yeah, that's broken up play there, a little screen route, but that didn't turn into much. So Army's at third and six now, and uh, uh, putting them in third and long, and yeah, it's a great play. Anyway, so it's fun, Army football season's now underway, because the Service Academy football is underway. Uh, I'm curious to see, or to hear from you, what, what are you hoping to see tonight? What's the number one thing you're trying to get from tonight uh, in terms of Army football? Um, I really want to see, you know, we want to see them dominate. You know, Army fans talk all the time that, you know, they're overconfident. You know, they want to go 13-0. and um, But I also want to see them kind of kind of solidify and kind of sit in and, and be comfortable. Jeff Munkin has said many times that this is not the same team over and over again. And while I think Army fans have still got 2018 very much in the forefront, I think this team doesn't. Um, sure. I think that was a really big focus kind of over the summer and, and going into to now the now week one and I think they're kind of in that mindset uh, I hope they don't kind of get too excited get too um, kind of you know outworking themselves um, because week two you know it's a big it's a big game and everybody is yeah. kind of kind of be eyes on um, depending on um, on kind of the onset of what the result is so I'm excited to kind of see how they work um, up against rice you know we said a couple of times um, said before, maybe not the most upper echelon team, I think was the exact phrasing. <laughs> maybe I love not that. the most upper echelon. That's, so if you all don't know this, Kayla's the nicest AAE contributor that we have. I am. <laughs> so she doesn't, uh, she doesn't usually paint, maybe, I don't want to say the clearest picture, but she always errs on the side of, of you know, like, uh, it's a glass half full, even for the yeah. opponents, right? Like, rice can be better, maybe, right? An optimistic objectivity. That's what it is? Yes. That's what we're calling it? 
believe we call that subjectivity, straight up. <laughs> Just our subjectivity, you know. We want to, you know, and put put good vibes out there for Army, of course, but, you know, be realistic. Like I said, I think um, Army fans, as any fan, right, um, and, and you guys as well, you, you know, do, you do really well. You hold on to that victory going into the next season. And we've got an incomplete pass. We'll see. Third, third and nine, right? Yep. So bringing on the third and nine. I will say this is a, a, something that's kind of recently happened on the Navy side of social media as well as what does a Friday night game look like, right? So you can already see in the stands, not a sold out game, right? And I don't think Navy Holy Cross is going to be sold out tomorrow either. And I'm sure Air Force Colgate isn't going to be sold out tomorrow either. So whether it's Friday or Saturday, it's not, neither here nor there. But um, there has been some idea of does a Friday night home game affect the environment of what a home game might provide in terms of a service academy. Um, and I think for Army, who has a lot of noon kickoffs anyway on CBS Network, so they get the stop here, so we're looking at a, a punt situation here for Rice. So not a three and out, but the second set of downs uh, is going to force a punt. But on that, I'm curious to think, if Army's kicking off at noon all the time to get the CBS game, if they have to move the game to Friday night to get the CBS game, does that even do you even care about that as a fan? Do you think that impacts recruiting at all as a plus or minus? I don't give it much thought towards it. Not really. Um, I think it because it's week one, right? I think kind of, and we had talked about this a little bit before in week zero. I mean, I had heard people talk about you know some of the first games, especially for example, you know Florida and Miami. It definitely was a week zero game, right? Um, and that's what yeah, you're gonna have. Not, so not I, the prettiest game. Huh? Yeah, definitely not the prettiest game to watch. Like I said, it's week zero, so going into week one, I'm not really, um, you know, too worried about some kickoff time. As a person who watches the game and wants to cover it, and I think any fan, you're never really excited for a new kickoff game, right? Right. right. You want that yeah. prime, prime spot night time. So I, I don't think it, it, it heeds too much of an effect on the team. I don't know if you know, so for about three years, three football seasons anyway, I was an ROTC instructor at Ole Miss, which the Grove is an awesome tailgate atmosphere. But noon kickoffs are actually 11 a.m. kickoffs there because of Central Time. Yeah. The, the Grove does not do justice for an 11 a.m. kickoff. Like, I was, I was going to say, many times at, at Florida State, the very rare times where you have an afternoon game, that means you have to start tailgating a little uh, early, uh, yeah. which may not be the best thing. <laughs> definitely, definitely not, not your first choice, I guess. No. No. So, um, so he did force the punt. It was actually a pretty good punt. I think Army's going to have to start the drive now inside their own five-yard line, so we'll keep up to it. Um, and then uh, 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 we're going to get Alan over here in a second. Alan's been wheeling and dealing the Seawolf Brewery, talking to all of our guests. Um, for those of you, I'm sure he'll talk more about it, who don't know about Seawolf Brewery, they, we've kind of linked up to try to um, establish a, a collaborative approach towards making not only Navy football uh, experiences fun, but expanding beyond that Army and Air Force as well, which I think he'll talk about in terms of what, what their vision is. Uh, but they are a, a top craft beer selection at the Navy Exchange. I'm sure he has this, the statistics to back that up and everything that we'll talk about in a second. But what we're going to have him on here is, is to really understand what his connections are with the Navy, what, what CWO's connections are to the Naval Academy, not only that, but the vision of expanding beyond Navy and Naval Academy and how that might connect to the, to the Army and Air Force as well. Um, yeah, but no, just kind of giving a big, not, not the questions, but really just kind of the outline of, of, of why we have uh, Alan here and how that collaborative, collaborative approach started. I'm sure, do we have it on? It's on? Awesome. So I'll let uh, Justin kind of steal the show after I ask the first question at least. Um, Alan, right, I'll give you a, a second at least introduce yourself and kind of talk about the collaborative approach that we're trying to do in terms of sure. expanding um, beyond the Navy side of things, but also kind of within that answer, ex explain why the Navy connection started in the first place, I guess. Sure. 
Uh, Alan Beal with uh, Seawolf Brewery. Uh, we're a local uh, craft beer brewing company. Uh, we're we're Navy Marine Corps uh, Navy Marine Corps Sea Services lifestyle brand. Um, and uh, we're some Annapolis guys and, and uh, some around the DC area and uh, got together and saw a need for to uh, kind of uh, push the craft beer industry and seeing here at, here in Annapolis a little bit, especially tied to, to the great Naval Academy and, and the presence that, that they've had here, the history. Um, I come from a huge military family. My grandfather was in the US Navy. My dad was in the Air Force. My brother was in the Air Force. He's now with DHS. Uh, my uncle taught at West Point, and I had two cousins that went to West Point. So I remember the bickering. <laughs> I remember I'll all take the bickering. It. Yeah, you know, November and December was kind of you know hectic or when when the family members got together and and uh, you know we we took all those uh, things that we learned uh, back then and and you know when you're a family in the military you kind of serve yourself you know as well. True. Absolutely. Yep. And. Um, you know, a couple of my partners, um, they're craft beer aficionados, if you will. They travel all over the country and go to all these new breweries opening up. And, and uh, they, they come to Annapolis a lot, especially on the weekends. And, and uh, they just saw a need for a craft beer brewing company that really tributed the, the Naval Academy. So, you know, lo and behold, we all got together, the team. Our, our, our brewmaster is a guy named Bob Ruprecht. He's won the Maryland Governor's Cup for Brewing Excellence. And uh, we started branding and, and thinking of, of these uh, uh, beer names. We, we had some uh, great advisement from some Naval Academy grads, um, including the late and great uh, Bill Dawson uh, with the Naval Academy Alumni Association. And um, you know, we launched our first beer, Special Hops IPA, uh, during the, the uh, Military Bowl uh, of 2017. Uh, you know, when Navy took it to Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we we launched it over at Mills. And we launched over at Mills with a tasting, and and then we came across the street as the game was starting over to Dock Street. And as I'm walking up the stairs, Virginia ran the ran the opening kickoff kick back for a touchdown. touchdown. That's about the only points they scored that day. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Austin's oh, no. actually a huge Virginia Tech fan, so he's actually. I mean, yeah, that was dub yeah. double win for you. I grew up a Virginia Tech fan, and obviously I, I wanted maybe to take care of the game for more than one reason. Yep. But I remember the opening kickoff. I actually forgot about it until this moment. And I remember being like, oh, my God. Yep. Go. And I'm sure Justin remembers you when I was a, a – because we'd, we'd watch all the games together as, as mids. I was probably the, the glass half-empty guy early on. Yeah. Like, the first down from the opponents and the first you know 30 seconds, I'm like, we're going to lose. It's over. This, this is terrible. Like, I don't, like, this is so bad. Um, so that's that's uh, an awesome connection for you. I don't know how much you can expand upon the vision, maybe expanding sure. beyond the Navy too, but I, I know we've kind of discussed it on our end, so I'm not sure. Uh, I've seen at least you have social media accounts with some other affiliated breweries perhaps? We, we, we do. Um, our, our, our two products, uh, Special Hops IP and Cat Shot American Craft Lager, are going into national distribution into all the Navy Exchange stores and total wine stores around the country. Um, you know, we're in various Annapolis stores as well, and, and we branch down into Norfolk as well, Virginia Beach area. Um, Norfolk. Not, not, yeah. That's home. That's home. That, that's awesome. <laughs> that's also awesome. home. Virginia Beach. Pungo. So, yeah, so Seawolf is going to, like, uh, uh, 
create beers that tribute the, the Navy and the Marine Corps and the Coast Guard. And then we've got uh, two other brands that we're, we're getting ready to unveil here pretty soon launch. Uh, one is uh, Soldier Brewery. Um, we'll make beers that tribute uh, those personnel in the Army. Yeah. And, uh, and then we've got uh, Airman Brewery. She said Pua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, that's, they tried, they tried say, to convert say me, that it did one not happen. Say that one more time. Pua. <laughs> yeah. We've got Oorah, Hoo and Pua. Uh. <laughs> so, um, and then we're doing Airman Brewery for the, for the Air Force personnel as well. So we've got a whole list of, of beers to make and, and, and the graphics are really fun on the cans and they tell a story and they're going to tribute um, uh, you know those that, that made the ultimate sacrifice and you know some of those that are actively deployed and it's just going to be a, a, a just a great uh, project of uh, a lot of different beers and a lot of, a lot of different tributes you know what's better than beer and sports nothing Not a thing. <laughs> you know Not a thing. so then we, you know, hooked up with you guys. It was like, you know, just a great fit. We want to get involved with SB, with Against All Enemies, SB Nation, and and uh, um, do these podcasts and sponsor these podcasts. And I think, you know, we we kind of kicked around a lot of great ideas of how to expand this and uh, um, you know try to get some more. Uh, listenership or viewership, whatever, and, and uh, we love what you guys are doing. You know, we really want to be a part of it. And we're excited, obviously, to partner with you once again because beer and sports. And uh, and so, on that note, I was I, add, just real quick, I, when we originally, I think, initiated the conversation, I don't know how it even started. It's on Twitter. Well, yeah, but we didn't even know that there was a, the the airmen and the soldiers that we, we said. Yeah. Like, we didn't even know that it was really in the back thoughts of what you were trying to create and yeah. so it was more of just like hey like this is a cool little Annapolis craft brewery we obviously Justin and I have the Annapolis connection like let's reach out or let's communicate uh, and try and see if we can and that's really where we are in, in, in 2019 in terms of companies kind of uh, organizations kind of coming in a collaborative approach and kind of help each other out and so I think it expanded yeah. beyond that when you're looking at Against All Enemies which for SB Nation is unique because most SB Nation blogs if not all aside from underdog dynasty are specific to maybe mountain west connection right aside from a couple are specific to one school and sure. so the fact that we do our best to be objective when we talk about army navy and air force athletics obviously we have some bias in there which is part of the fun it's also fun to find a, a craft beer which beer and sports go great together <laughs> that also wants to impact all three of those services so that was a great connection yeah Rice just missed about a like twenty-five a large yard field margin. goal, maybe not even that, like twenty-two yard field goal. Yeah. Pretty large margin. Um, we're, so yeah, I used to slow down there. Like we are, the army game kicked off. Yeah, the army yeah. game. The army yeah. game's yeah. on. Yeah. So, actively uh, watching it. So yeah, so we're super excited because of that, and it has been. Well, actually, we took the the let kind of pulled the reins back a little bit and let everybody. Um, have some fun last week and let the army guys talk bad about Air Force and Navy and vice versa for all three. I mean, we like it's the most traction we've gotten on anything we've done in the past year. Like every fan base hates us right now because we let I let we let army people talk. You know how Navy was going to be three and ten again this year and how yeah. army could win. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. Um, but we're super excited about uh, working with you guys and and what this can become in the future. Once again, like the whole point of this is to build to Air Force Navy, Air Force Army, and then. Army, Navy, and, and have big, big SB Nation um, involved as well. And so 
Uh, we've been putting it out there, but tomorrow we'll be inside gate five at, next to the Blue Angel tailgate, across essentially across from the Brotherhood tailgate. Yeah, for everybody that's watching, you'll be able to see the big yeah. Against the Enemies banner. Um, sea Wolf is going to come. They're going to have plenty of beer. Um, the growler that's right here that, that they're auctioning off, they're going to be, say, at like 2.30-ish um, that Eric Katani signed and put Go Navy Beat Army on. Um, and so they're going to be giving that away. And uh, we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be walking around uh, to different tailgates, giving out some AE swag and, and Seawolf beer. And uh, we're really excited to see where this kind of partnership can go. So We're going to have Cat Shot American Craft Lager. And yep. we're going to have a and fresh, fresh special hops, right? batch of special hops. Yeah. You sent us that picture. Well, actually, <laughs> like, you sent me the picture, fresh. and I was like, all right, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're pumped. Just, uh, Justin has to go up to the press box after that. Dude, so. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I have gotten really good in the last four seasons. Scott Strassmeyer, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. But I've gotten really good in the last four seasons of like just uh, knowing that limit of pre-game tailgating and still going to the press box and conducting my business in a professional manner. I've got it figured out. And my vision of what Alan does for a living is exactly that. Yeah. So like, drink a couple of beers, but like you know, to the point where he can still operate his business. <laughs> so it's going to be good. We're looking Silence forward to is, tomorrow. Is affirmation. I have a great job, don't I? <laughs> you do. You do. We're, we're envious. We're envious. And for sure. Come and play with really cool people like you guys. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, so we're excited. Yeah. So see what brewery. Come check us out tomorrow. Um, inside Gate 5, next to the Blue Angel, basically right directly across from the Brotherhood tailgate. Um, you'll see the big AAE banner, and we'll be hanging out until from basically when the gates open until uh, kickoff. Yeah, at least 2.30, but, but kickoff time, and uh, we'll have plenty of Seawolf beer, uh, the Cat Shot, and Special Hops, as well as some AAE swag. We, we did 2.30 because what I had planned is that the, whoever wins this has an hour to go run it to their car or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they need to because they're going to be able to take that into the stadium. Right. Yeah. I don't think. We can keep it in our car. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, Alan. Thank you so much. It. Yeah, we're looking forward to tomorrow. Thanks. All right. We can roll right into I'll take it. I'm sorry. Hey, no. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, guys. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. It's fun. I think uh, we can probably. Roll right into our final segment here, talking a little bit about Navy, yep. Navy Holy Cross, and while simultaneously... Oh, hey, John Andrews. What's up, man? Seeing, what, uh, seeing right. what's happening in this Army Rice game. Good. So, to catch those up to speed, uh, Army ran a, pretty much a three and out. They started deep in their own territory, within their own five-yard line. So, I had a punt. I missed the punt. I assume that's what happened. Yeah. Right? They and then to do it. Rice did not get a first down, but was in field goal range, maybe. No, no, it was like a 22-yard no, field goal. They were inside yeah. the five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, By a lot. So we're, at, we're sitting at 0-0, about halfway into the first quarter. All right, so let's, let's dive in. we got a few minutes left here, um, and um, those interviews are all great, but obviously that took up the majority of our time now. Yeah. But, but we got we, a lot to cover in the last kind of 10, 15 minutes here. Um, so big picture. We've, we've run down Navy's schedule. Um, so let's let's go through that real quick and kind of look at the way it's set up because for the casual fan that maybe isn't paying you know they're just kind of week to week living navy football um this schedule is set up really well for navy i mean whatever their best is uh, the schedule is set up to maximize that i feel like right so um so we got holy cross this weekend and we'll talk that game a little bit but why don't you kind of just walk us through austin maybe um how, why, why, why the schedule is set up so well for yeah, success? I, I think we made the joke a couple podcasts ago that 
you know, the only thing better than Holy Cross by ECU would be Holy Cross by UConn. But even that, we made a point where ECU is under new leadership. Yep. Um, which we might have them then. then yeah, absolutely. Season, and yeah. Uh, gosh, let's, I came from JMU. I'm drawing a blank on the coach name for East Carolina now. Oh, yeah. Um, but came from JMU, yep. had success at the FCS level, uh, and I think is going to, you know, it's easy to say before the first game of the year that they're going to be able to turn the ECU program around, and that's probably still a tall task. But I, I, I think if you're going to play a program that has that ability, um, then I think that. Houston, that's right? Mike Houston. Mike yep. Houston, yeah. So my, my sister's going to be so mad. She's a JMU graduate. Yeah. And she was actually okay with him leaving for ECU because, guess what? She interpreted, my sister's a big sportsman. She interpreted the American Athletic like Conference as a well, legit. You know, yeah. I think there was rumors that he was interested in or UNC Charlotte or something like that. Like there was someone else in state. And she's like, don't leave JMU for that. You know, but then when it was ECU, it was like, okay, like I can't really complain too much about that or whatever. But anyway, digress on the schedule. So that's a great setup. Get ECU early after by Holy Cross. So you're still probably not going to know everything about this Navy team after playing Holy Cross, right? Like we need that no, ECU. No, I don't game think we'll know everything game. after the ECU right. game. So, so maybe one of the toughest games, if not, you could argue the toughest game on the schedule is Week Three on a Thursday night. Uh, on a well, they, they have the bye week in between, so that that is a positive to the schedule, right? Yeah. yeah. So you got Holy Cross by Holy Cross and, and an ECU squad that quite probably hasn't quite figured out their own identity, a bye, and then you're playing a good Memphis team, right? But that's good. Like you've Predicted got, to win the AAC. You've got you know, the AAC plenty West, of weeks sorry. to figure out a little bit. And, you know, you can, you can put a pretty good effort against a Memphis team that's supposed to be uh, pretty established this year. Um, and then on the back end of that, you get to host Air Force at home. So uh, as you mentioned earlier, talking to Joe, I think we're pretty much since 2012 or 2013, maybe it's 12. 12 yeah. Yeah, the home team that's won that, even before that, it's been overtime games. So... If you're the home team, it doesn't matter. There's a higher probability, just based on that rival's history, that the home team is going to have a, a better chance of winning that game. Correct. So you have a you have a chance of, of being three and one going into and the. And I Tulsa see these game. teams evenly matched in Air Force and oh, Navy. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Scott. I know you think that Air Force is better, but I honestly, I like like Army, Navy, and Air Force. Like, was but I mean, yeah. literally, Army was three points better than both last year, right? right? Or something like that. Yeah. So a little feedback there. Um, but anyway, so you look at the schedule, and then who does Navy have next? Is Tulsa, which not, you know, I would say almost a basement dweller in the West, at least the last three or four years for the AAC. And I think it's a good season to have at Tulsa. Like this is, it's yeah, a good season. I'm going to go on the road. Let me go on the road to Tulsa, yeah. not go on the road to, you know, Houston. Or well, you still have Houston and Memphis still on the road. But yeah, it's not but UCF on the road or anything like right. that. Right, and that's another point as we brought that up in the podcast previously yeah. too. Is that the AAC East side of the schedule now is back to USF. UConn uh, and ECU give vice me, give me that yeah vice UCF Cincy and Temple which is yeah, correct I mean come on that's not like 50-50 on the weight of, of opponents no. right so this yeah. is this is the easier of the three on average year for the American Athletic Conference um, Tulane uh, well, we're skipping ahead but yeah so Tulsa US, USF's obviously going to be a good game but we get them at home right exactly so got a chance there you have Tulane at home but Tulane obviously after last night like very very good team. Like, beat an FIU team that might be in the running to win conference. Yeah, Butch Davis has done really good stuff. Yeah, so that's uh, – we've talked about that earlier in terms of if I'm an Army fan, that game kind of worries me too because we've seen Tulane get better and better. And if just one game is any indication of that, like, of 2019, that's that's a dangerous team looking after just week one, right? Yep. Um, but you get them at home. So yep. you get USF and Tulane at home. So if you have to play Tulane every year, great, let's get them at home. You have to play USF, great, let's get them at home. 
could travel on the road to Yukon. Great, yeah, I can play yeah, Yukon exactly. anywhere. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> like, play on like the moon. Chances that. Uh, Notre Dame, obviously, on the road. I mean, we're, you, I'm not going to say you. Not going to say you guarantee. You know, you call that a loss every year, but you kind of have to chalk that up. Like, all right, that's going to be a tough one to win. So more years than not. I mean, a 43 yeah, yeah, yeah. year winning streak. Right? Like more years than not, that's going to be a loss. SMU, which is kind of, you know, as many predict, many predicting the AAC kind of have SMU, Navy, kind of four or five in the yeah, West and climbing and, and beat Navy but on you the, have them at home. a close game on the road, but you get them at home. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's these things, and then you know you. you up the season, uh, the regular season anyway, with Houston on the road, which will be a tough one. But you know, at this point, you know, beggars can't be choosers. You can't have a hundred percent perfect schedule. You can't play everybody at home. You can't play all the weak teams in the East. But the way it's set up is very promising. If you're a Navy fan or if you're a Navy football player, like, hey, we look at this, and bowl eligibility is is, is very well and alive as a possibility heading uh, for the 2019 season. Yeah, definitely. Um, so to get to six and six, we had it. We actually had maybe at eight and four on our podcast, but to get to six and six, just big picture, this is kind of be our last thing. Um, what's it going to take? And, you know, what's what's your key unit? And, and what, I mean, they got to get three more wins than they had last year to get back to, to bowl eligibility. So what's that going to take? Um, so on the offensive side, I'm gonna, I, I want to see more production in the slots. I think that there's been reasons why that productivity has maybe dropped last year or two. Some of that is just the way, I don't know, I'm not going to say play calling, but the way some of the design, like it wasn't necessarily a true triple option. I, I, I think it's part of that, and I think it's part yeah. to the decision-making of the quarterbacks. Correct. And I agree, and I think it was also knowing what the strengths were of those quarterbacks as an opponent, right? Like you could kind of exploit their weaknesses, and it, it kind of took the slot backs out of it a little bit. So on the offensive side, I'd really like to see them get, you know, I'd like to see the, the slot backs of old. Like, you know, we, we were at school with the Reggie Campbell, Zerbian Singletons. Like, that was that was fun. Sean White. Come on, let's, yeah. let's give an 09 Sean shout White, out yeah. at least. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it was the Towson game where I don't know how many yards yeah. he got. A lot. 250. I don't know. No, more than that. It was like 300 something. Yeah. It was, it was quite a lot. Astronomical. Um, but my point is, uh, I'd love to see them get more involved. And on the defensive side, to say one unit is a, is a challenge because of the turnover. Um, I know. In the American Athletic Conference, you have to have a strong secondary, right? And that's kind of a group that we don't know a lot about. Uh, so you, you need the secondary to kind of respond well. Um, but that can kind of be said against every position group on the defensive unit. Like the linebackers moved around, different people are moving around different positions. The defensive line, aside from um, Pittman really being tested, like there's a lot of unknowns on defense. So, let me just ask you a question. So Sean Williams is a big loss. Um, Absolutely. But, but outside of Sean Williams, um, let me ask you a question then. Do you expect the defense to improve in, under Brian Newberry as a new defensive coordinator? I think the the scheme and the system has the opportunity to do better than they've done in the last year or two. Yeah. Um, I think you you were already kind of giving up big chunks of yards, giving up plays, giving up touchdown drives. So the way that goes is you might still, those things still might happen, but you might get one extra turnover per game, right? Like you might get one extra sack per game, which that might be the difference in seven points. Which, talking to an Eric earlier on, like you look at these and scores, Jeff, yeah. how many things were, were, were one one score games, right? So right. that's really all you need. Yeah, and so you, sorry. I was say, no, I would say a couple yards and a couple sacks, and I think if you make close games, just like how we mentioned right. the Army-Navy game, it, it's not far apart. The margin isn't that wide. And I think once Navy gets that consistency, especially on the offense side, and they kind of get in the scheme of things, then it's a possibility I mean, they have Season. Yeah, and even in a down, a very much down year last year, three and ten, they're literally, literally three plays away from a from a bowl season. You know, 
at, at six and seven. Right. So, um, so, but you've made the point before that honestly, the defense just needs to kind of hold the fort and improve maybe slightly. But it's really on. I mean, year year in and year out, we know what the defense is kind of going to give us, and as long as we can. Um, maybe improve some of the the big plays, the loss of yards type plays, tackle for loss and sacks and stuff like that, and um, a couple more turnovers. That'd be great, but it really is going to boil down to how the offense does, right? Oh yeah, that's that's what I keep saying is offensive efficiency. Like, I, I, and I I don't have any statistics in front of me to say like we had more three and outs last year than previous years, but it kind of felt that way. Or like maybe you get one first down and then you're punting. It seemed like we didn't control the ball in terms of the time of possession that Navy was used to. Um, and, and wasn't being able to find points in those possessions either, right? So if you if you're able to get more efficient, score one more, and then even make one more turnover on the defensive side, like you know, you might find yourself winning. You might a three point loss might become a ten point win right. just on those two things alone. Like that's that's how close we're talking about these things. So outside, I mean, we've already talked about it. Malcolm Perry, I, like Joe said earlier, like you hate to say like it, everything rides and, and falls, you know, rises and falls on the quarterback position, but kind of does in a lot of ways and we need to see him pass better right like that's sure. that's absolutely got to happen joe seemed to be thinking we might see a lot more I, you and i kind of talked about right. like eh, i don't think we'll see too much tomorrow but joe seems to think like you know i guess that makes sense too right that's another train of thought you're playing holy cross like why not let's do it yeah let's see it let's see if we where we want to be right now yeah um but outside of that uh and then same kind of question we posed to joe you know you said slot backs is that kind of the position group that you want to see um, more out of whether that's a play calling thing or just production thing. Is that yeah? I mean, I, I think you know Malcolm Perry is dynamic, where he's gonna he's and then you're not supposed to use that word anymore, I guess, right? Like it, it shows you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Malcolm Perry, we already talked about. He's explosive. He makes he makes things out of nothing. Look at that Memphis touchdown run last year. Like he's gonna figure out ways to make yards. Yeah, we said earlier he's got three out of the five top we longest. Have, we haven't longest talked as there. much about Nelson Smith at least in this podcast, but I know you're high on him. And I am. He's, he's right down here. He's on the fullback side in service academy football. Like I, he has the advantage of the leg up today to have a very productive year. So I think you can talk about a triple option. Like it's the A backs next, right? If you can make them get out in space and beat people and, and yeah, you know, made, get large runs, then that open up. It's going to open up everything. Like I think, yeah. and that, that does come down to the quarterback play to make that happen and the blocking and everything, offensive line, whatever. But yeah, I mean, you can make that argument about all three you of really those, could. right? You're but really but I personally believe and maybe this, I wish Eric was still here, but I believe the B-back is more important to the offense than people give it credit for. I'm sure Eric would agree. I think he would. And I, I, well, I mean, I think, that's, I think that's legit. Like, I think if the quarterback and the B-back are, are making plays, the A-back is just the icing on the cake. Um, and so I think Nelson Smith has that potential. I've said it before. Um, sorry, Kayla, you can argue against me, but like compare, like if you look at, uh, if you if you look at Air Force, she's still in this game. Zero zero at the, almost at the end of the I'm first quarter. You can't be you can't be thrilled right now. No, I'm not. I, I definitely am not. I think it's interesting. We've mentioned this before that you know even though Rice didn't have an impressive offense or defense, they've got some graduate transfers who are older on this team, and I've seen the coverage just from watching from the beginning that they're on Hopkins and they're watching him and they just um, I don't know who had they're, it but they were like, I haven't seen much the but he hasn't had like not much. much we haven't got much yardage so that's not something you want to see too early on and Army has been the team that they get ahead in kind of the, the first or second quarter and they kind of yeah. ride it into the second and look the first quarter's not over yet but if you're a Rice fan or you're a Rice player and you're saying hey it's 0-0 zero, zero after you're, one you're like you're feeling pretty it. good Right, and we talked about that on the last podcast Scott brought it up that Army hasn't played from behind hardly at all last year in the last two seasons really so how are they going to respond and, and he was bringing it up for the Michigan game in particular but how are Joe, they going to respond Joe Lay are you out of here? 
Okay. Uh, we're almost done. We got a classmate. We're almost so done. I want to check done. in and say and say hey to Joe. <laughs> uh, but Army has has been playing ahead, you know, and so how are they going to respond if, if if they get behind right. in a game in a shootout type game? So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's important. Back to my point, Nelson right. Smith. Nelson Smith. I think um, will end the year uh, the best fullback in the service academy teams. I think he'll have a better year than Connor Slomka. I think he'll be better um, than Air Force, who lost Cole Fagan. Cole Fagan maybe would have been that guy, but he's no longer with the team. So um, I think Nelson Smith is a huge key for Navy's season. I think that if if you get close to a 1,000-yard rusher at the beatback position, I'm talking like anywhere from 800 to 1,000 from Nelson Smith this year, I think Navy's a bull, a bull team. There. We'll remember that at the end of the season, there. and we'll go back and play that. <laughs> I don't throw too many things out there where I'm like, listen, mark I'll, it down. But he, uh, I would say Justin's uh, say confidence, optimism has grown in the last month or so. When it you has. really dissected the schedule, you're it like, has. okay, this is yeah. this is good, right? Like when we started like, saw a three few months ago, wins, I, was, maybe, I, was I was very pessimistic. And now you're like, look, six and six can happen, yeah, right? Absolutely, um, and that's outside of tomorrow. Tomorrow is its own thing, so. Um, we are excited. Absolutely. Navy, Holy Cross tomorrow. We'll be there tailgating. We'll be at the game. So if you're wondering where we're going to be, we will be kind of, if you came through Gate 5, which would, if you walked into Gate 5, it would take you to uh, Blue Angels. Yep. Right? Be so on the left. the west side of the stadium for the most part. Southwest side, I guess yep. you'd say. Um, and if you pretty much look 90 degrees from that point. To the leg. Yep. yep. Uh, where the right parking there. lot means kind of the dirt parking lot is where we're going to be. I have so, a giant banner, uh, I guess the anime's banner, plenty of Seawolf Brewery beer. Yeah, come on by for some free beer, come on by to, to enter to win this growler. If you haven't done that yet here tonight, please walk on by over here and sign up, see Alan. Uh, it's an awesome job. It made, it's even better because Eric just signed it. And it yeah. says go Navy beat Army, right? He Kayla? does. Okay. Scott. I don't know where, we're, I know we're in Annapolis territory, and I know I'm the, I'm the only one, but I you had You didn't wear any Army there. stuff today. What? Was that, that a choice? That's, that's my objectivity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to be smart. I think this, the sticker on my computer wasn't. Annapolis <laughs> is a great city. They treat you with a lot of, you know, they treat you right. I've seen. I, I didn't want to put myself in a bad position, right. but it, but it is. Have dope. you been here before? Oh yeah. I, okay. I came here uh, a couple, couple times last year for a Navy game. The, the oh, atmosphere yeah. is great. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Officially right. zero zero into the first quarter. Yep. And Scott Lopez, good luck with this audio. <laughs> yeah. All right. We appreciate everyone. Yeah, yeah. Thanks everybody coming out. Thank and, you. Uh, this is our first live recording of the Against the Army's podcast, and we'll be back, God willing, for Navy Air Force. Yeah. yeah, so we'll be looking forward to being back in about a month um, here, or you know, probably here. Um, yeah, Mission, Mission Barbecue has been great. Thank you to them for hosting us, and thanks to Seawolf also for everything they're doing um, to help us out as well. So we'll see you guys tomorrow at the tailgate, and go Navy. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, beat Army. No. <laughs> Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. To the winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force Falcon.